All right, Grace Point, uh, welcome back. It's Thursday nights with Pastor Brad. And anybody else that's watching, I, the last few times I've just included Grace Point. Anybody that's watching, we welcome you. We're going through the book of Matthew. I really want to do it justice. I've probably read through the book of Matthew, I mean, I don't know how many times, Lily, certain sections, you know, hundreds of times or a hundred times. I don't know, but I've read through the whole book many, many times. And every time I read it, I pull out something new. So if I teach this again in five years, I'll probably have a lot more uh, to it. But I just pray, Lord, help me to pull out what we need tonight to understand. Give me uh, utterance, Lord, that I can speak what you want to say to your people that are listening. Open our eyes and our ears to hear the word in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so Jesus has revealed himself as the Messiah. He is doing what the Messiah would do, healing the sick, casting out devils, bringing the kingdom of God, right? And uh, he's being rejected by the leadership in Jerusalem, the religious leaders, the good people of Jerusalem, but the sinners are receiving him gladly. <laughs> That's amazing. The sinners are receiving him gladly, but he's being rejected by the religious leaders, the uh, know-it-alls, the ones that uh, thought they knew, but they, they didn't know. And even so much that now uh, they're even uh, on the edge of blaspheming the Holy Spirit, and Jesus gives them a warning. He's going to continue with his warning, and he's also going to teach while he's warning. So in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33, he says, he warned them about blasphemy. He says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers. <laughs> wow. I thought Jesus was nice, Lily. He said, you brood of vipers. Snakes. He said, you bunch of snakes. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. An evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. I say to you, every idle word that men may speak, they will give account of in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned." Flip over with me to James chapter 3. We've been through this before, but it's here. We're going to read it. James chapter 3. Verse 8 says, No man can tame the tongue. It is unruly, full of deadly poison. With it we bless God the Father, and we curse men who are made in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursings. My brothers. He's talking to Christians. Do you know how I know, Lily? He says, my brothers, my brethren, these things ought not to be. Does a spring send forth both fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, brethren, bear olives or a grape bear figs? No spring can yield both salt and fresh water. Who is a wise man among you? Let him show out of his good conduct works that are done 
in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast about it and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing is there. See, Lily, he just called these guys snakes. He just called them a brood of vipers. <clears throat> he's saying, guys, he's saying the same things James is saying. You've got to make the tree good. So the fruit will be good. Isn't that what he says? Same thing James says. But James is talking to brothers. He says, hey, you've got salt water and sweet water coming out of the same well. He said, hey, this, this shouldn't be. And I truly believe, and, and there, there's two thoughts here. I truly believe. Jesus said you must be born again. The first thing that we must do is receive the nature of God. We must be born again. We must become a new tree. We must be joined to the vine of a new humanity in Jesus. We must receive our nourishment, our life, and our goodness from the vine of Jesus Christ and allow the Lord to sever that vine of the old man we used to be in Adam. Back to Romans 6, we would go. So he says, the first thing is the axe is laid at the root of the tree, okay? That old Adamic nature of ours is going to be crucified with Christ, and we're going to become new people, the people of God, and we're going to get a new nature. Oh, man, he's going to talk about when an unclean spirit goes out of a man. Oh, I just, wow. I... I don't want to get ahead into that, but he's going to, in a few verses later, he's going to tell you. So you get saved. He says that an unclean spirit goes out of a man. This is my warning to Christians. This is not automatic. Just because you're saved and born of the spirit doesn't mean you're going to walk in the spirit. We have to show diligence. We have to show dedication. We have to choose to deny ourselves and walk in the Spirit and deny our flesh. Your flesh will still want to spew out wickedness, but your spirit is now the dominant, most essential, essential part of you. And we need to learn to live out of the Spirit. He says, because when an unclean spirit is thrown out of a man, it walks around in dry places, and then it says, hey, I'm going to go back to my house, the one that was plundered, the one that was set free at the cross, the one that was delivered, the one that was born again, the one that demons flew out of. I'm going to go back to my old house, but I'm going to take other devils with me. Hey, you just had a spirit of lust. I'm going to bring lust, and I'm going to bring drug addiction, and I'm going to bring blasphemy. I'm going to bring tobacco. I'm going to bring addiction, nicotine addiction. I'm going to bring 10 different devils, seven different devils with me, and I'm going to attack you and try to get back in my house. And Jesus said, the last state of that man is worse than the first state of that man. Peter said, it's like a dog going back to its vomit. He was quoting the Proverbs, by the way. Peter was. He said, you're, you're Christians, but it's like you're a dog going back to your vomit. You're like a pig that got cleaned and you're going back to wallowing in the mud. 
Jesus said, you're allowing these evil spirits to come back in and take that house. So he said that you're swept and garnished. I guess I'm doing two teachings here. I'm, I'm moving ahead. I'll be able to skip past that when I get there. But he said, make the tree good. So when your tree is made good, Brian, listen, this is powerful. You need to listen. This is good for you. When your tree is made good, Brian, it's not enough just to be saved and go to church. You got to fill that, that tree up with something else. You got to fill yourself up with the word of God. You got to fill yourself up with the spirit through prayer. You got to fill yourself up with the Lord. Because if you don't fill yourself up with the Lord, you're going to be full of something. Bob Dylan said, you got to serve somebody. It might be the devil and it might be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. So we want to fill our, we're swept and garnished. We want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We want to be filled with the word of God. When Jesus turned the water into wine, I believe that water is a type of the word of God. We're the, we're the vessel. He said, you know, got these vessels. We're the vessel, the stone vessel. The Bible says we have a stony heart. We're stony. And he pours that water of the word and fills up that vessel. And when Jesus prays over that, he turns that watery word, that stony, stone-filled word there with the water of the word, he turns it into new wine. And out of our belly flows rivers of living what? Water, living word. We need to fill ourselves with Jesus. We need to fill ourselves with the word. We need not only to be born again and have a new heart and a new life, we need to be filled with that new life. Paul said in Ephesians 5, be being filled with the Spirit. Paul said in Romans 12, always keep your spiritual fervor. It is up to us to keep our candles lit. It is up to us to trim our lamps. It's up to us to continually, through asking, seeking, and knock, knocking, staying full of the Spirit. Otherwise, that old life will try to creep back on. You are truly dead to that old life, but through the flesh, it will try to dominate your existence. And you may or may not go to hell, but your life will be dominated by the devil. You don't want that, do you? Lily, do you want that? No, you don't. So let me show you how to do this, and I'll get off. I have two scriptures, and we're going to be done. Flip over to Proverbs. Well, i got stuff to say about the Word, too, but I won't have time, really, to... It talks about what we say. It's so powerful. In Proverbs chapter 4, he says, in verse 20, he says, My son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them. Get this, they are healing to your flesh. <laughs> Literally, they are health to your flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 12. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. Put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Let your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. So having been swept and garnished, having been delivered from the strong man, Christ disarming principalities and powers, being born again, filled with the Spirit, we need to continually. We don't drink one time and walk away. We come back 
to the fountain of Christ through prayer and the word, all these fellowship, all these things, through loving, through obedience, all these things. powerful. He even talks about your words here. He says, but by your words, you'll be, you'll be judged. In Proverbs 18, it says, the power of life and death is in the tongue. I was going to talk about that more, but I don't have time. It'll probably come up again in, in another text. But the last scripture here, turn over to Romans chapter 8. We're talking about treasure. We're talking about having good treasure. We're talking about being filled. We're born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, filling ourselves with good treasure, renewing our minds, following Jesus, letting Him renew our minds so we can bring out good fruit in our life. Listen to this. Um, I'll just read uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 5. He says, Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the flesh, But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. This is for believers too. It means to to be minding your flesh. To be setting your mind on the flesh, you're going to pour out poison. You're going to have jealousy and lust. And you're going to be flowing out with all this bad fruit coming out of you because you're setting your mind and you're filling yourself with the flesh. And you're going to be producing a lot of death. He said, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The carnal mind is hatred toward God. It is not subject to the law of God, nor can be. So those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you, Brian, are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. He says, and if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Says your spirit is alive because of the righteousness of God in Christ. Live out of that righteousness. Live out of a renewed mind. Live out of the spirit of God. Put off the old man with his works. Put off the old man with his deeds. And put on the new man, which is Christ, who is being renewed in knowledge after the image of him who created him. Then you'll be producing good fruit. Then your words will be good words. And when you stand before God, you'll have a lot of good words that God will be judging you by and not a lot of wickedness and evil. Someone say amen. I didn't hear an amen, but we'll we'll just... (laughs) We'll we'll just end right there uh, tonight and we'll pick up right there next week. Thank you.